Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast, hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts in terms of like interviews and talking specifically about a topic, uh, we're just going to kind of shoot the shit in terms of the COVID-19 stuff, because I think a lot of us can agree that is what's on our minds. Am I right, Natalie? Yeah, a hundred percent. And just for reference, if you're listening in the future, today is March 15th when we're recording this. Um, the episode's going to come out on March 18th, approximately. Um, and it's been a, it's been a crazy week going from Monday where it was just kind of like a thing people were kind of talking about to Friday where people were pretty much isolating and stores were empty. So I think it's something super important in our, in our community, community of people who are sick and successful. So it's just something we wanted to chat about and maybe give a couple tips, give a little bit of reinforcement and, um, reassurance, I guess, and and just talk about some things that have happened to us in the last week. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Working in the media has been kind of interesting um, with this COVID-19 stuff because my job as a broadcaster is to kind of keep up on as much stuff that's happening and get it out there to our listeners. And uh, it was, it's just surreal. It's been a surreal week for me because everything is updating by the hour. Like, you can't even keep track of things because numbers are being updated by the hour in terms of cases of COVID-19, uh, the the information being put out there as to what we're doing, uh, where to go, who to call, things like that. It can just be a little bit overwhelming. And, it's, it, and I'm not saying that's just for people in my industry. I think for all of us, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's been something that I've been worried about you specifically and and everyone else, though, has been our mental health, like literally from Wednesday. Um, for, for those of you that don't know, I work in sales in my day job and I sell <laughs> toilet paper and hand sanitizer to big corporations, to big companies, including hospitals and, and different um travel places and things like that. So Shalinda and I have been seeing kind of really two opposite ends or two of different sides of the COVID. Shalinda seeing everything that's happening in real time and me seeing the background of these government agencies and corporations and everyone trying to trying to prepare. It's been it's been really hard on my mental health and I know yours as well. Um, yeah. And let's let's chat about that a little bit as like give some tips on on what we did and what others can do, because I know it isn't going to be over really soon. No, it's all very surreal. Like I, I made a joke uh, on Twitter the other day that I feel like I'm living in a movie, like, and someone's yeah. just going to yell like cut. <laughs> and then like, Oh, you guys all failed the uh, pandemic preparedness course. We're going to try this again. Uh, but no, that's not the that's not the reality. The reality is, is that this is something that we're dealing with and the world is changing and we need to adapt. Yeah, and in, in the meantime, like you said, Natalie, our mental health is being affected. And so I think in this in this time, we kind of all need to just be very kind to each other because, mm. you know, I think that I'm seeing a lot of social media specifically creating such a fear in people and creating a lot of uh 
issues with mental health because it can be overwhelming. I know, like I said, as a, somebody in the media, a lot of my information is just being pumped out to me on channels uh like social media and so I'm trying to repost everything and it can be draining reading headlines like what's out there it can be like next to impossible to log on right now because for example like you and I after an eight-hour day or 10-hour day uh, we just dealing with COVID the whole day endless calls endless endless meetings and then popping on your social media for me to see funny dog memes that's not what I'm seeing and so I found myself trying to limit but also having trouble to limit because wanting to know what precautions I had to take mm-hmm. um so so what I did do is literally just looked at dog like search dog memes <laughs> on google <laughs> and that's what i was looking at and just watched some netflix and my husband wanted to watch um we were watching some kind of police documentary or, or something or dirty money or something like that and it was i was just like no 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 this is way too much i need a comedy i need something light and airy and like just just to kind of leave this movie for a little bit in the evening so um yeah, just being very cognizant of of how you're feeling and not just allowing yourself to be drawn in over and over and over. The most important thing to stay healthy is to take care of ourselves. That's the only thing we can do. Mm -hmm. Um, And that means mental health as well. What's something you did, Shalinda, while this was all blowing up? I think it helped to have you to talk to, Natalie, to be honest with you, like uh, just to have somebody checking in with me, because right now we're being told to social distance ourselves, which is creating isolation for a lot of people, which we're trying to contain this pandemic, obviously, and we're listening to what public health officials are telling us to do. But I think it's important with all this social distancing and isolation and stuff like that to also remember to check in on our friends and family from afar. Like there's nothing wrong with FaceTime or a phone call or just a text message to see like I checked in with my parents last night uh, because they live in a different province in Canada and so I just wanted to make sure you know they were doing well because I can't be there and nor you know should I at this point with their age and all that kind of stuff Um, I just feel like yeah checking in with friends and family is very important during this time because it helps with mental health I agree. And talking about how you're feeling as well. Something that um, I I would suggest to you guys, because I know a lot of us don't love just hopping on an hour phone call anymore. It used to be something I did (laughs) as a teenager, but not something, not something that sounds uh, (laughs) uh, fun to me right now. Well, maybe sometimes, but there's an app called Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. It's actually what Shalinda and I use to communicate, but it's essentially like text messaging through voice. And I honestly find it so much nicer to hear that person's voice. Like if, for example, Shalinda sends me a text that says, oh my gosh, today was insane. I had 10,000, you know, like I was updated this many times. We had this many meetings. Like I would get overwhelmed reading that and just feel so anxious for her. But hearing her voice saying like, oh, I'm so drained. Like this was the day. Then I can respond to that in the same tone of voice as Mm -hmm. a friend. Um, Yeah, I think texts right now, we need more than that, especially if you're not if you, if you live alone, like I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I do live alone. <laughs> I know. I know you and do. So that's why it's nice to have people like you and my parents check in on me because I go home to my cats every day. And I mean, that's good for my mental health is, you know, having like a pets or yeah. or a significant other, you know, to come home to every day in this situation or spend your time with. Because for a lot of people, they have no choice but to be in self-isolation, especially if you're coming back from traveling or, uh, you know, somebody in your workplace has been affected and it's just a precautionary measure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, personally, I think we're not reacting fast enough in the case that I think we should just be isolating right now instead of slowly doing it. I was reading a couple posts about Italy today on how a lot of the people there are just saying that like, this should have been done faster. Everyone was joking about it, not taking it seriously, still going to events, et cetera. And then within a week, their hospitals and stuff were overrun, not to cause panic or anything. But for those of you that are sick and do have a chronic illness and are on immune suppressants and, you know, aren't in that, that higher percentage of people who are healthy and young, um, I think it's important that you take the precautions necessary. I know I'm planning on not leaving the house for a little bit now. We did go grocery shopping and stuff like that, but I'm not going into my office. I'm going to work from home as much as I can and do, do what you can. I think, um, Dr. Mike says it best. I don't know if you watch YouTube, but if you do Google Dr. Mike, he says, be alert and not anxious by panicking and freaking out. We're just lowering our immune system, but by ignoring it and being ignorant and naive, then we're putting ourselves at risk. So it's like this balance we need to take and, and be cautious. Yeah, I think a lot of companies are are instituting policies in workplaces for their yeah. employees to be able to work from home. And everyone's trying to do their best within the circumstances on uh, what to do in a situation like this. Because uh, as much as I think that we were prepared, I don't think we were we were very prepared for something like yeah, this. Of it's never happened in our lifetimes, right? No, like, not in my entire life ever yeah. have I dealt with anything like this. And then I know for me on uh, last week, we had like a meeting in the office and, and that kind of made it real for me was when like our corporate office kind of released a blanket statement that was presented by our management team here in, in the radio station that I work for in Winnipeg. And uh, it just made it real for us to to understand that you know, it, we're trying to be the ones delivering all the information, but us too can also work from home. Like they'll come set us up a little broadcast situation at home, which sounds honestly great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you should do that. I know. Right. <laughs> but I had a scary situation, Natalie, on uh, Friday, which was a perfect example of how quickly the COVID-19 situation can spread. Um, basically what had happened was in my personal experience, uh, I came into work on Friday morning and and one of my coworkers, I do a morning show with uh, two other people, and one of my coworkers came in and had said, like, hey, guys, sorry, I was running a little late this morning. Um, you know, we uh, were dealing with a sick kid at home, and uh, it, they've been told that they need to go to one of the hospitals to, you know, be cleared of COVID-19. And we just looked at him and we're like, you need to go home like this yeah. person that I'm speaking about has diabetes and so they are in that category of being compromised in this situation and so we were just looking out for him we were looking out for us because the previous day we had had that corporate meeting where we were told you know what to do in that situation but we weren't really like ironing out all the details of what to do because it was a perfect example of you know thankfully he went home and got cleared and his and his stepson only ended up having uh just the seasonal flu but until we got that confirmation it was an example of oh god what did he touch do we have to go into self quarantine because we've been in the same room as him um it was just a scary scenario yeah. that kind of put it into perspective for me uh, because I used to be like those people that were not panicking and sharing the memes that were like mocking the coronavirus to trying to make light of it. And now it's, you know, got classified as a pandemic and we're slowly starting to realize, uh, yeah, this is a very serious thing. So that yeah, was my experience. 
that like it, that's a perfect perfect example and so many people like I, I can't even go onto Facebook because I can't with the ignorance and I'm sorry if I offend anyone but just being someone who's number one has a chronic illness and has been on immune suppressants for years and years I'm not in the moment but I have been and I'm pregnant so like mm-hmm. two things that affect your immune system it just makes me so angry to see my friends or, you know, acquaintances on Facebook saying, well, you're more likely to get the flu. Well, number one, that's not true. (laughs) You're two to three times more likely to get this and it's spreading much faster and the death rates are higher. So that's just, I don't know where that even came from. But second of all, like I've seen so many times people say, I'm not even worried. I'm young and this wouldn't even affect me. Okay. But we can hear you. Those of us with chronic illness, those of us with lowered immune systems, those of us who are pregnant and the older people are all on Facebook and we're all on Instagram and we can hear you. We can see you saying that. And those people who are saying that and are going to grocery stores and events and whatever, not taking precautions are the ones that are going to infect us, the ones who need to be more cautious and prepared and ultimately cause more deaths because of their ignorance. So it just boils my blood, as you can tell. <laughs> You've said it so well, though, Nat, like literally it's it's not the people that are the healthy 30 year olds that have never had any issues with their immune system um, and they're just living their best lives, still going out, still, you know, taking in what what's left of, going out uh, for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Everything else is canceled, but they're finding the stuff that's not and still going out exactly. there. You're putting others at risk. It's not about you in this situation. We're trying to take precaution for everyone else around us and just being kind and mindful of the people that are older and right? that have these autoimmune you know, deficiencies, the pre-existing health conditions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like we are one. We live in this world together. I have a funny story for you as well. So having Crohn's disease, I am super picky about toilet paper. <laughs> like it's Kirkland or nothing. And so <laughs> you found your you found your favorites. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I found my favorite, but I don't have it because <laughs> it's out. But that's not like. Oh, okay. So um, my husband was in Canadian Tire, and we had legitimately run out of toilet paper. We were like on our last roll. And I went to Costco twice and it was gone. This was like early last week, maybe Monday, uh, Sunday and Monday or something like that. It was gone. And I'm like, hey, whatever, pick it up. Like we don't have another choice, but let's go to Costco on Tuesday. Let's say in the morning, we go to Costco on Tuesday. A man is walking out with two pallets full, two of the Costco like carts full of toilet paper. And then I walked in before Costco was supposed to open. So like 10.50, it opens at, or sorry, 9.50, it opens at 10 o'clock and they were already all sold out, all sold out of all their shipment. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. So the next day, my husband and I go an hour early to Costco and literally the lineup starts an hour early and it's 10, 15, 20, 30 people. It starts wrapping around Costco. And so my husband's standing in line again because I'm pregnant and we had to do some grocery shopping as well. Um, And so we're standing at the front of the door. There's now probably like at least 50 people outside and it's a cold morning. And they open the door and they're like, hey, we didn't get our toilet paper shipment this morning. Oh, no. (laughs) But wait, it gets better. But we did get a shipment of two pallets worth of the 
Purex brand. I don't even know what the brand was, but not Kirkland brand. So we've put two packages per cart and lined up carts. Once you enter, we're going to do this in an uh, orderly fashion, one person at a time, one cart per family, um, whatever. So they let us in from outside to before you enter like the Costco store Mm -hmm. and everyone's rushing in. And there's these two ladies behind me, literally pushing their cart into me, like bruising me. And I turn around. I'm like, listen, I'm pregnant. Stop it. You did. (laughs) Did you said that? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, Good I was like, for what you. are you doing? And then, um, but they, so they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. And then I turn around and they do it again. I'm like, what are you doing? Anyways, I get to the front, like right against the door. Cause we were one of the first ones there and on the way to getting in bet- from like outside to the door, this kid, he's probably like in his twenties, like early twenties, 23, 20 starts a fight with this man who was there before us. So he, the man was the first one at the door and they almost start throwing fists because of getting to the door faster. And we're all at the front. So we're probably going to be the ones who actually get the toilet paper, but like security and Costco people have to pull them apart. This man is like 70 and he was going like it, it was his turn. And the 20 something year old was trying to push him over. Wow. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And I get to the front and people start pushing him. And I literally, address the whole crowd and I'm like I'm pregnant (laughs) stop it (laughs) like what are you guys doing so like everyone kind of calmed down and then they said like we're gonna let you guys in one at a time no running no rushing so they they actually controlled it really well but I just can't it just hurts like first of all 20 year something year old wash your butt in the shower if you need to this old man needs it more than you do (laughs) second of all can we not just care for each other like Honestly, kindness goes so far in a situation like this because um, we're all dealing with this. This isn't just specific to one person. This is an entire world that's dealing with this. And it's like if we do all for what all for all none. Okay, that did not make any sense. One for all, all for none. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If we do just like if we're just taking care of ourselves and we don't care about anyone else. And then this is going to fall apart way quicker. Yeah, we need to band together and like work together. Like look out for the elderly people because I'm seeing like some good heartwarming stuff too as well. Like I'm seeing posts of people offering to go shopping for the elderly. I love love that that. because a lot of the elderly cannot go out in public right now due to the fact that they are super compromised with COVID-19. And so younger people are, you know, um, offering on like Kijiji and Facebook to go shopping, just give them the list. I saw one story of an elderly couple um, had been sitting in their vehicle for 45 minutes in a, in a parking lot at a grocery store mm. and they were too terrified to go inside the store and they were trying to get people's attention in the parking lot but due to the fact that the world we live in nobody wants to come talk to you in your car with your window world rolled down right and finally this one woman mm-hmm. noticed this elderly couple and uh, walked over to the vehicle and and she slid the grocery note through the window and said like here's a hundred dollar bill can you go get this stuff for me like that's heartwarming the fact that somebody finally took initiative to do that for this couple yeah absolutely and that's what we need like we just need to open our eyes and be mindful and caring and and take care of ourselves at the same time and that's the most important thing and panic buying is a real issue right now like I know that working in the media we're trying to get people to just calm the hell down because all it's doing is creating mass 
like like you said, issues like people getting uh, violent, uh, you know, putting others at risk in in public. And we're all like we are we're we're not needing to buy excessive amounts of everything. Like, well, the thing is, even in Wuhan, the grocery stores aren't closed. They literally have produce and everything still. So if we do get quarantined, if we do get locked down, if the city's shut down, they're not going to cut us off from food. No, the only thing is if you need to self quarantine for two weeks, that's the the longest time. So like half a pack of Costco toilet paper, (laughs) like we don't need 70. No, like the people stocking up on seven packages in their carts and leaving none for the rest of us. Like, what are you doing? Give your head a shake. Exactly. And care for others. Like if you're doing that and you're giving one to all of your older family members, fine. But there's no need to buy all of the meat and all of the bread and all of the like we're we're doing like even if we get locked down and quarantined, we still have grocery stores open. We'll still have access to that. They're not going to shut that all down. So we just need to be mindful. Yeah. Something that uh, that really kind of hit home for me the other day. And I don't remember where I saw this, but um, it, I am really into manifesting. So like if I want something to happen, um, if something like whatever, I manifest, I pray, I like sit and I think about it. And I think that the energy you put out into the world, good or bad, you're, you're going to attract it. You're going to create it. So like when my husband was looking for a new job, like we both sat down and just kind of like pictured it and pictured him in that position. And when I'm like, looking to sign a new client or something. I picture that client before I even have a conversation with anyone. But now when you think about that, and that's always worked for me, like I, that's how I achieve all my dreams. I write them down. I think about them. I manifest them. Now we have the whole world thinking about and predicting and like stressing and panicking over doomsday. And we're, we have this energy, like you go into a grocery store, you can feel the panic, you can feel the negative energy. And what we can do, what you guys listening can do is just try to put a positive spin on your thoughts. Like, I know it's hard. Trust me, I'm struggling with it too. But like, just think in two weeks and think about the time if you are quarantined, the time you get to spend at home. Like I started doing my taxes. I've been putting that off for three months. <laughs> Just like try, try so hard not to think about like in eight months when the world has fallen apart and whatever, just so that we can stop collectively manifesting this garbage. Mm-hmm. I had a list that uh, I was I was given out on air of things that you can do to keep yourself and your mind busy uh, during yes, this time. I want them. Because, yeah, like even if you are in self-isolation or you're just working from home and you have extra time around the house, uh, you know, things like getting your taxes done are, are <laughs> like the stuff that you've been putting aside. You have no choice but to, to tackle now because you're stuck at home. That book that you've been saying that you want to read, read it. <laughs> Literally, it'll feel so much better too. just like organize your pantry. See what's in there yes. that's been there for way too long or your freezer. That's something we need to do. I don't want to know what's in the depths of that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, like I've like taken on like a do it yourself project. I'm now like trying to transform my closet into a recording studio. Like, 
<laughs> I'm I'm so excited for that. I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to be there, but hopefully I can see it through Zoom. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I'm just starting to work on things like that because I, I know these are things that I've had ideas of, but I have no choice but to do them now because I'm spending more time than ever at home because I might not be in self-isolation yet, but I go to work and I go home. Like that's just literally yeah. what I do. And uh, I have all this extra time to spend. And I think instead of, you know, fear, fearing things and creating negative thoughts. We need to just keep our minds busy in a healthy, positive way. Amen. I'm starting to, we're working on the wall in the nursery. So my husband's sanding it and he's going to do the big paint. So get it back on track. And then I'm painting a huge mural. And I so I went to, that. I'm so excited. I went to Michael's yesterday and I had like hand sanitizer in hand and I was like, okay, stay away from me. Social distancing. And I like bought all of the paints and all of the paintbrushes. And I'm so eager to get started. And I'll be sharing that on social media so you guys can watch. But I can't wait. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm honestly looking at this, like, yes, this sucks. Yes. This is so scary, but maybe it's like a sign from the world to slow the heck down. Absolutely. And also, I think that in, in, in any case, we don't need reminders to wash our hands. We should already be doing that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you would like to think so. But uh, and for 20 seconds. And don't forget to go up your wrist and like in between your fingers. <laughs> uh, and for ladies like myself that have crazy nails, get in there and scrub those yes. things. Get yourself a little like toothbrush or a little brush to get in there because like germs yeah. will hide in nails and people put their nails in their mouths and it's gross. Isn't it crazy how much you touch your face? Oh, yeah, ever since being told not to touch my face, I realize how much I do touch my face. Yeah, like when I was out in public, I'm like, but I'm itchy. <laughs> I know. And like, just I want to make an example, too, of the fact that you did go and get the paint at Michael's because you're still living your life, Natalie. Yes, you're spending yeah. a majority of your time at home, but you still need to go out and do stuff. That's the thing is you can't like pass up opportunities, like a trip to the store to get supplies to do a project, like what Natalie's taking on. Just be, Just be cognizant of what yeah. you're doing. Don't open the door. Like I use my sleeve a lot, like to open doors mm -hmm. and I use my elbows to like push it open and I'm not touching escalators or holding them as I'm going down. When I'm going to the grocery store, I'm taking my own, you know, hand sanitizing wipes and wiping the cart down before I use it. And I think that a lot of places are also ramping up cleaning efforts. People are hiring yes. more staff to uh, be cognizant of, of of cleaning things like movie theaters and restaurants and stuff like that. So I just want to add that in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And don't go to places you like, you know, don't go to places that aren't necessary. Like don't go to a bar, no. <laughs> you know, and now and is not the time. Go, go pick yeah. up your own bottle of wine and drink at home, you know, <laughs> exactly. Especially those of us who are sick and chronically yeah. ill, like DoorDash and Skip the Dishes are offering, um, personless delivery. I don't remember what it's called, but I was reading it in my email. So like, that's an option if you're really feeling it or cook your food at home, but just be careful and, and socialize and talk to others and, and don't just like sit in your own fear because fear is such a scary, like I keep saying it's scary. And what I mean by scary is like, it's an overwhelming feeling. So we just need to find things that make us happy and in safe ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because right now we're all susceptible to um, depression and stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a very, you know, like you said, it's scary and we keep using that word, but that's the reality of it. And that's yeah. why we need to be there for each other because we're all in this together. So uh, how many babies do you think will be popping out in the next <laughs> nine to 12 months? <laughs> Honestly, what a time to be like held up in the house like nine months from now. We're going to have like a birth rate like increase. It's going to be like the COVID boomers. <laughs> 
I know. And I'll tell you right now, as somebody who's single, it is the worst time to date. <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't even thought about that. Like wow. I've been How trying to, like I, I've been on Tinder, like talking to guys and I was reading earlier uh, this week. It's funny too, because people are like using like COVID-19 pickup lines. Like, Hey, you want to <laughs> self-isolate and chill? And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. That's like, you know, put myself at risk, but whatever. There's dating apps like Bumble that have actually added a feature to the app so that people can still like experience dating, but you can like do a video call with them instead of meeting them in person. Wow. Yeah, that's like people are trying to like kind of tweak their businesses and tweak what they do, like the online universities are sorry universities going online and stuff like that we're all trying to maneuver through this together it's just kind of a funny time okay wait but is this maybe not a good thing for the bumble and twitter wait twitter not twitter tinder (laughs) Tinder. (laughs) oh my gosh my age that's okay Um, but isn't it okay? Because actually then people aren't going to be like Netflix and chilling in the first date. You're going to have to get to know each other. You're actually going to have to have a communication, like a conversation because you have to put off meeting. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) So you kind of have to laugh at the the lighthearted stuff like that, you know, that people are just trying to continue to live their lives, but also, you know, uh, change with the world. And honestly, how blessed are we? Like we're recording this podcast and we're nowhere near each other. Mm-hmm. We get to talk every day, all day, pretty much through a voice messaging app. Most of us can find way, not most of us, a lot of us, especially the sick and successful who are entrepreneurs and work from home and business owners, we can find ways to work from home. And I mean, this being 50, I don't know, 70 years ago, it would be a lot more isolated. Absolutely. We're so lucky to have the technology that we have these days to deal with something like the situation that's happening. So, yeah, we are pretty blessed, Natalie. Thanks for bringing that up. I feel pretty happy about that. Personally, my life's not going to change that much. I don't leave my house very often. No, (laughs) it's going to be a few less office trips and no podcast meetings with you. But uh, yeah, I keep making the joke that I've been practicing social distancing my entire life as an introvert. (laughs) Like now more than ever, introverts are like living life. Like Right? It's like we, I get to read my book. We we we've been doing this forever. You don't need to tell us to stay home for two weeks. Like that's just Thank an excuse to get out of plans that we didn't have to come up with one initially. So and I don't have to make up an excuse to not go. Exactly. We have an excuse. This is like prime. Yeah, it's it's scary, but it you know what? Let's just make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Let's take care of each other. Let's interact on social media and maybe try to take a step back from the fear and just talk and talk about it. Like on our post, we'll post and you can maybe give us some examples of some good things that have happened and some things you've been able to get done throughout this whole isolation and and stuff like that. And let, let's just like find some good things we can chat about and stop stop spiraling because I know I have been this week well and give us an idea of maybe what you want us to talk about next week in the podcast we're kind of leaving our podcast up in the air because we want it to be relevant and relatable to what's happening so um, obviously we're open to suggestions in terms of people who are sick and successful and listen to this podcast on what you want to chat about yeah that would be wonderful All right, Natalie, thanks for joining me via video call. Um, (laughs) It's been such a fun (laughs) podcast today. 
due to the fact that it was kind of a heavy topic. So I think we covered it uh, very well. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, Natalie, you can tell them where to share. So find us on Instagram. It's sick and successful underscore. And I'm just going to tell you guys what I think successful means this week. That's how we always end it off. And honestly, this week, I think success just means taking care of yourself, whatever that means to you, taking care of your mental health, your physical health, and continuing to do the things that make you happy. That's what I think success is this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Join us next week for an all new episode.